Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. We've been doing sort of a mini series of podcasts as we've been thinking about this pandemic called the coronavirus. And so I didn't really plan to do it this way, but this thing has been carrying on for the last two or three weeks. And so we're still thinking about it. We're still talking about it. And today we want to talk about this angle, seizing the opportunity of a pandemic for Christ's sake. Seizing the opportunity of a pandemic for Christ's sake. I have Pastor Mel with me today. And Pastor Mel is going to join us because this past Sunday he spoke on a very interesting lesson from Judges chapter 3 about three guys who utilized what they had for the kingdom and the work of God. And these three guys did have some limitations, but they didn't look at their limitations. They look at what they had and they used that for the kingdom of God. And honestly, we have sort of an interesting parallel here in Philippians chapter 2 that we want to look at today of three guys who definitely have some limitations, but they also take what they've been given and they seize the opportunity for the kingdom of God. So Pastor Mel, say hi. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate your listening in. And we want to talk about these three guys today. One of them is Paul, the Apostle Paul. The second one is Timothy, Paul's understudy, if you will, and Epaphroditus. And maybe you've heard that name before, but all three of these guys kind of come together in this chapter. And if you're okay, listen to this passage. I just want to read it so we understand what's going on. It says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 19, I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, so that I too may be cheered by news of you. For I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare. For they all seek their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know Timothy's proven worth, how as a son with a father he has served me in the gospel. I hope, therefore, to send him just as soon as I see how it will go with me. And I trust in the Lord that shortly I myself will come also. I have thought it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and fellow worker and fellow soldier, and your messenger and minister to my need. For he has been longing for you all and has been distressed because you heard that he was ill. Indeed, he was ill, near to death. But God had mercy on him, and not only on him, but also on me, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. I am the more eager to send him, therefore, that you may be that excuse me, that you may rejoice at seeing him again, and that I may be less anxious. So receive him in the Lord with all joy, and honor such men, for he nearly died for the work of Christ, risking his life to complete what was lacking in your service to me. So as most of you know, Paul's in prison here in Rome. He's been arrested for teaching the gospel. They told him if he shut up, then they would let him go. But Paul was unwilling to shut up about the gospel. So he keeps he keeps finding himself in these prisons and dungeons. And so <clears throat> Paul's in prison for sharing the gospel. And I want to start with Paul because Paul's sort of the leader here. And Paul obviously is in a situation where he could have been, woe is me. And we want to relate that to the pandemic we're dealing with now because we're all sort of on the cusp of feeling that way, going, woe is me, why is this happening? And Paul is even worse. He's in a worse place. He's in a dungeon. He's being neglected. And it's for doing good things. It's not for being a crook or being a thief. He's in prison for sharing the gospel. So he's not, woe is me. He's not taking time for himself. He's not thinking that if the Lord ever released him, he would get back to serving his church. No, he's in prison and he's thinking, what's next? How can I utilize this time and season for Christ? And that's what we want to talk about. And we want to talk about Timothy and Epaphroditus as well. Because these are two men that Paul utilized, and these guys utilized Paul's opportunity of not being available to further minister. 
And I want to talk about that today because we're in a situation like that where we've been limited. We've been taken away from our church body. We've been taken away from our church building. We've been taken away from gathering together. Some of us are freaked out whether we're going to catch a germ if we're near anybody. And I want to use the story of these three guys to think about how we can utilize this opportunity for Christ instead of waiting it out, instead of going, woe is me. Pastor Mel, you, I know, have studied this passage a lot because you like these kind of stories. Paul, Timothy, and Epaphroditus, I've heard them ever from you ever since I was younger. What do these lessons about these three guys teach you during this time that we can relate to, we can use right now? Yeah, thanks, Pastor Todd. I appreciate the opportunity to be here and to think this through with you. Yeah, let, let's start with, with Paul. Paul is in prison and and this is the classic story of of social distancing. Right. I mean, he he is, uh, you know, he's a prisoner of an enemy, and and yet and yet out of that, I think he intentionally looks for opportunities to minister, uh, which included, and I think this is what's what's apropos for us today, which includes uh, opportunities to communicate. I think that was really uh, important to Paul. Okay, now you got to realize the other guys fit into the story. Yeah, Timothy was his student. I mean, Paul discipled him. He traveled with Paul. I mean, Timothy was kind of like the heir apparent. It's like, you know, the last letters that Paul wrote, First and Second Timothy, were written to Timothy. He, he, in this passage that you just read, he talks about Timothy's character. He talks about his again, his ministry, and so obviously he uh, shares uh, the the important stuff with Timothy, and he uses Timothy then to share his message with other people here in in Philippi and later on in Ephesus Mm -hmm. and places like that. And then Epaphroditus, who was sick, who went through some hard times on his own, and yet basically he became a messenger from Paul too, and he was one of those guys that was willing to um, yeah, be a conduit to a, to be a messenger of what the Apostle Paul with apostolic truth that he wanted to share to the people and so on. So I think here's the application of all of that, and that is in the, this classic time of social distancing, uh, all three of these guys made a commitment to communicate. And yeah. I think there's a good lesson there for us. There's one thing we could hunker down and, uh, okay, shut ourselves off. But but even humanly, that's not a good idea. And so I think that there's ways to communicate uh, and and to use that communication as, as ministry to ways that we can encourage other people. Now, we can, you know, we're doing this. Pastor Todd and I are doing this electronically. But it might be as simple as calling somebody on the phone or sending somebody a note, getting some stamps, or whatever, you know, it's it doesn't mean that we have to be isolated. In fact, I think if there's a lesson here, and that is this, out of Paul's isolation, he made a commitment to communicate to the people back in Philippi here, uh, Ephesus, uh, elsewhere, and individual people. And so let's, let's us do that as well. And by doing that, we can minister and and encourage other people spiritually, too. Yeah, amen. And these three guys are a team. They were working as a team, and I find that also interesting, that there wasn't some separate agenda. It was all about the kingdom of God. But they were also in three very specific roles here. Paul, 
obviously is the the apostle, the, the leader. He's the one that God is blessed with all of this knowledge. He's the one that could bless all the church. But Timothy recognized that. Timothy yep. had something yep. here Paul doesn't have. He has freedom. He doesn't necessarily have all the knowledge Paul does. But what Timothy is going to do is he's going to humble himself. He's going to go to Paul a lot. And he's going to relay messages back yep. and forth, just yep. like you said, because they don't have technology. Paul can't send an email. He can't fire off a text message. But he does have Timothy. And Timothy recognizes two things. I can be the version of Paul that he can't be right now. If I will listen, if I will go to Paul, if I will discipline myself to learn, if I will take that message back to the people in Philippi. And Timothy sees that role that he wouldn't have had if Paul wasn't in prison. And I'm sure Timothy gained a lot more by having Paul next to him at all times. Sure. But he doesn't have Paul right. next to him at all times. So he's going to have to take the message to the Philippians and trust what he's learned from Paul, trust the model yep. that Paul gave him, trust the Holy Spirit. Yep. And here's Epaphroditus in a very different situation. Epaphroditus, I'm sure, had learned from Paul and Timothy even. But Epaphroditus was near death. Epaphroditus was a guy who wanted to serve the Lord, but he was restricted because of his health. And I guess that relates really well to what we're dealing with now because Epaphroditus could have gotten to a place where he said, well, I've lost my, I've lost my, my position. I've lost my ability. I'm not going to gain that back. But Epaphroditus had said the Lord healed him. And if you remember what happened to Paul after he was stoned and they thought he was dead, he didn't die, and Paul got right back up and went back into the city and started preaching again. Right. And Epaphroditus, as soon as he's healthy, it seems, gets right back up and starts serving the Lord. And so he is going to be important, too, to carry on Paul's work. And so he says in verse 25, I thought it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and fellow worker and fellow soldier, and your messenger and minister to my need. Now, is Epaphroditus the ideal candidate? I would say yes and no. No, because he's been frail. No, because he's probably still recovering. But yes, because he's willing. He's learned from Paul and he's anxious to serve the Lord. And all of those are kind of lessons for us that these three guys were seizing these opportunities to serve the Lord and serve the church. When it could have been the opposite. Yeah, yeah. It could have been Paul, let's wait till Paul's out of prison Right now is not a good time. God has retaken him from us. We're restricted. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're disarmed. And so we can't do a lot for the church. And again, taking this to our current situation now, we don't have a lot of options. Or it seems like that on the surface. And you know, notice what I've noticed lately, Pastor Mel, is that lately I found more options than I knew were there. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yep. Haven't you? Like... By thinking creatively and thinking, how do I utilize this time? I've actually gained more options that I will use in the future, even when we're not quarantined, than I did if I wouldn't have yeah. been quarantined. Yeah, out, out of one of the things that's true about Paul's imprisonment is that often he says that out of this, I, God gave me opportunities. And we're not, I mean, certainly it's not uh, in prison, but we, we kind of feel that way. This, you know, hunker down, you know, stay in your house don't go anywhere. And then we, we tend to, you know, we tend to like, you know, get, get in our own little world. Well, Paul ha certainly had those human feelings, but again, made that commitment to, to, to communicate, made a commitment to minister and, and to, yeah, to be a part of the teamwork that you talked about before. And so, uh, yeah, I, I, I can just see that as a result of this, 
that ministry was was ongoing and ultimately you know i mean paul is martyred for his faith and then but the ministry the work of god kept going Mm. through guys like timothy and epaphroditus so thinking practically here what are kinds of things that you and i could explore if we were in a mindset of seizing the opportunity instead of letting this thing pass because i know that's tempting for all of us, is to go, okay, if this is a couple weeks or a couple months, the best thing we can do is not get sick, wait it out, whenever the storm clears, it's like Noah's Ark, whenever the waters subside, I'll get out of the ark and I'll start serving him again. But I don't think we have that liberty. I don't think we know the future. I don't think we're ever known anything beyond the day. What are ways we can take the model of Paul, Timothy, and Epaphroditus and actually sees this as an opportunity that we may never get again. Yeah, I, I think there's a couple things at least that are just uh, that are that are obvious from this text and that is first of all, I mean, ask God to identify people that you could encourage. Uh, and uh, I think God's big enough to do that. And we all know now nowadays we have technology. We have Facebook, we have other social media, uh, we have telephones. And uh, let let's let's okay. Let's not just identify them, but then let's do something about it. You yeah. realize that everybody's locked in. Everybody's everybody, you know, can't do what they want. So, uh, who who's out there that needs to be encouraged? I mean, you read this passage, Second Timothy, or excuse me, Philippians two, the verses that Pastor Todd read. There are people out there that need to be encouraged. So let's identify them. And then let's do something about it. Mm. And it might mean uh, social media, but let's let's encourage them in things of the Lord. I mean, it might be it might be get a stamp or get a note yeah. or or again a phone call. It doesn't have to be high tech. It might be low tech but high touch. And it might be a way that we may not be able to see them, but but we can minister. And like as you said, Pastor Todd, it might be something that we can keep doing this. Uh, you know, after the. Uh, after the crisis is over, too. I totally agree. I'm big on perspective. And sometimes when the Lord gives you a fresh perspective, you're able to see things where before you didn't see them. This coronavirus pandemic that we're dealing with is giving me that kind of perspective. Now, do I wish it passed? Yeah, I don't. I wish we weren't in it, in a way. But I'm thankful <laughs> for the perspective I'm gaining. And you know what I've noticed recently, Pastor Mill, is that um, there are a lot of parallels coming to my mind about these types of things. And I'm talking about fear and anxiety and trust. Yeah. I'm thinking about how to reach out to people on a very individual and personal level. Yeah. Hey, before I forget that, let me just jump in there. Let's let's not forget, folks. I'm going to kick into the, to the preacher thing here. But let's not forget that, that Philippians 2, the passage we looked at, that Pastor Todd read, comes right before Philippians 3. And and if there, and Philippians four, and those passages are incredibly practical, and talk to us about things like anxiety, talk to us about things like like Philippians four eight about guarding our minds and what we put into our mind. So let's not take this as an opportunity to flip off the spiritual switch. Let's guard our own walk with God. Mm. And fill our minds with the right kind of things. So out of that, we have a full heart that we can minister to other other people. Oh. So again, you know, let's not forget that this passage is in a context of a letter where Paul talks about some really key things like anxiety and fear and and again guarding our minds and guarding our hearts so that out of those things we can minister to others. 
Well, you're right. If you if you fast forward a couple chapters in Philippians chapter four, <coughs> Paul says this. He says, "I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I've learned in whatever situation I am to be content." I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Now, that's a verse we use a lot, but the context of it is that Paul has been in prison and he's been limited and he's been disarmed, if you will, in in the sense that he personally can't go to the church. But Paul, only two chapters after chapter two, tells us he's learned the secret to being content in every circumstance. Now, I'm going to use a little conjecture here. Would Paul have learned that without the prison stint in Rome? Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe Paul utilized that as an opportunity to learn things about contentment that he otherwise would not have known. And I guess that's my point about this coronavirus. These lessons we're learning, boy, write them down. Yeah. Write them down. The creativity we're learning, make, make note of it. Because one day this storm is going to pass. And if we don't learn anything, if we go right back to what we were before, what was gained? But if we learn contentment, if we learn trust, if we learn creativity on how to reach people, and we don't just trust, what I was going to say before is we don't just rest on our schedule and, you know, the the structure of our church to go, well, I don't need to reach out to them because I'm going to see them in two days on Sunday. I'll just check in on them then. I can't say that now. No, no. Now I have to be creative. Now I have to personally reach out. And you know what it actually caused me to do? Is to be more loving. Right. To be more mindful. And the coronavirus it actually... more intentional. Yeah. There yeah. it is. Yeah. And now I have opportunities that once before were always there. But what wasn't there was perspective. Right. And so that's something we yeah. need to gain from and keep from. So that we never lose that. We never go back. You know, we have, using your word, we have the perspective of history... And we look back and you realize that in the Bible, during the times of crisis and persecution is when the, is when the church grew. Yes. And maybe, 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 maybe God is going to use this time to kick us out of our complacency wow. a, a little bit and to realize that, hey, we're not playing games. The church is God's work. Wow. And uh, let, let's, let's be serious about, being, about wow. guarding our own walk with God. But then also being a part of what his of what he's doing in the world today. Oh, amen, amen. I mean, if if that's what we gain more than anything else, that would be a valuable lesson to say. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. Right. Uh, next month is not guaranteed. It's not always guaranteed that I'll have groceries. It's not always guaranteed that I'll get medical help or have financial stability. Yeah. Right. All of these things, in a way, shape our perspective to say, "Whoa, every day's a gift. Yep. Every opportunity yep. is a gift." Yep. And so I should utilize that now for the kingdom, where before we may have taken it for granted to say, well, there's always tomorrow. Yeah. And now we can't say that. And may, maybe he's teaching us that in all of these, we, we just need to trust him and follow his lead. Amen. Yeah. So there's lessons from, from Philippians 2, from Paul, who is in prison, from Timothy, whose mentor is in prison, and Epaphroditus, who was near death. These guys all had limitations. They all had reasons to wait something out to be woe is me, to shake their fist at the heavens and say, why me? But they didn't. And that's what's interesting to me is their situation is worse than the situation I find myself in today. But if I shape my perspective or God shapes my perspective, I can now utilize these things. The coronavirus of 2020 in five years, we'll still remember it, but it's going to be different. 
in five years, it's going to be different. And I won't have the opportunities th then that I do now. Yeah, right very, now very, are yeah. very specific set of opportunities <laughs> or lessons or perspectives. And I want to grab a hold of those things. Yeah, and that's kind of the lesson we have for you today is, is to make use of this opportunity and seek the needs of those around you. Get creative. Yeah, amen. Or I'm going to say it this way. Yes, hunker down physically. Don't sure. go be places. Smart, be wise. Sure, sure. But maybe heighten your spirit, your mental capacities, your drawing near to God to make up for the lack of physical um, presence you can have with people. And in that way, we can actually take a, a liability and turn it into an asset. Yeah, which is look like what happened here, I think. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we're going to have for you today. We're going to leave you with that. I hope that's an encouragement to you. Um, this coronavirus pandemic, we have no idea how long it's going to last. And Paul didn't know how long he would remain in prison. But he took every day as an opportunity. I hope and pray that you take every day as an opportunity. Look at your situation. Look at the people around you. And take a hold of what God has given you while being smart and sensible at the same time. We thank you for listening. Thank you for joining in. And many blessings to you. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.